0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At 401-737-1287, Southern New England Sports Original, 1037-WEI. It's
1: Kitchen and Meter this morning, taking you up to 11 a.m., First hour, we talked a lot of Celtics. We got a little bit of Theo in, and we got some Boston College in, which I didn't think we'd get on a Providence show. But we got it in. Meter's here. Meter's the resident expert, so I had to ask him. I wasn't going to let that opportunity slip by. But now we're going to dive into the Patriots. And it has been a somewhat eventful week for the New England Patriots. They've made some hires. They seemingly have shored up those coordinator positions that we'd been wondering what was going on with them. Uh, Alex Van Pelt, former Buffalo Bills quarterback from the mid to late 90s, is now your offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. And there was really a ton of pushback from the media this week talking about it just being so uninspired and I feel like I kind of took it the other way, and I was like somewhat encouraged by the news that we were getting just a completely fresh face in the New England Patriots organization. What was your initial reaction when you heard the news that Alex Van Pelt is going to be the offensive coordinator?
2: I, I said, wait a minute. Uh, Van Pelt, is that Bradley Van Pelt? Uh, there, it seems like there's been, a num- there's been a number of Van Pelt's. Um, but I guess uninspired is a good word, but it goes back to my... Sexy BC hire thing. Like, what do these talking heads want in their, first of all, we've spent you, we, not you and I necessarily, but those full time in sports radio in our city have spent a maddening amount of time talking about coordinator positions. Like, first of all, no one knows what they're talking about. Second of all, I know you have to fill it. It's just in. I understand you have four hours to take up. So don't come after me, those of you that do this job. I get it. On, the, on, a, on a certain wavelength, but we're talking coordinators. We're talking coordinators for hours and hours and hours and hours. I'd much rather talk about senior bowl quarterbacks <laughs> and Demarcus Covington or Alex Van Pelt or Shane Waldron or Nick Kelly or all the interviews the Patriots had. Like people know what they're talking about. I did hear Burt Breer say that he was encouraged by Van Pelt because Van Pelt was an outstanding voice in the room with the Browns, even though you know the Browns won 11 games this year, they overachieved. Van Pelt had a large, large part in that. Uh, and so that made me a little bit more encouraged. Guys like Brewer are around the game at least and are, are plugged in. Uh, so that that kind of helped. But I also think Bennett comes back to what are you dealing with from a talent perspective? Mm-hmm. I don't care what coach you are. Tim and I talk about this all the time, and he's, he's lived it. You're a coach. You don't have talent. You're not going to be a good coach. Period. The Patriots have zero talent on the offensive side of the ball, and Alex that's Van Pelt knows that. Yeah, I guarantee he knows that. So you want to you want to you, you increase your production on that side of the ball? Go spend money and make sure you hit a home run in the draft.
1: I'm glad you said that because that is that's really what is important. Um, as we've seen over the years, particularly in New England. Um, a good quarterback, good talent on your team, can make that coach look amazing. The talent and the quarterback on the New England Patriots is what afforded Josh McDaniels those opportunities. The three opportunities he got, don't forget, it was actually three opportunities. You had the Broncos, he had the Colts job, and then he walked away at the last second, and then with the Raiders. And I think you know we can all agree that he's not head coach material in the NFL. We've seen enough from it. Bill O'Brien's been pretty good outside of it, outside of New England, for the most part. But what really made him was Tom Brady. The success that they had when Tom Brady and the talent on the offense was here. That's what afforded him that opportunity. So all of these guys, how great would McVay look if he didn't have some of the talent he's had on his team over the last couple of years? How great would Shanahan look? Oh, by the way, we've seen Shanahan without this overabundance of talent. I think he went 4-12 and 12 his first year, and then it was like 6-10 and 10 the second year. It wasn't great. So we've seen some of these guys that are the hot young thing in the NFL, at least in terms of coaches, and they've had success, but it's because they've built the talent in that organization. Yeah, they've built it, that talent pissed, on the field.
2: It pissed me off. Yesterday morning I was driving around listening to Wiggy talk about Matt Ryan like he's a third-string quarterback. Matt Ryan's a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. He probably is going to be a Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan's a heck of a player, but his point was, oh, Shanahan had Matt Ryan. Look what he did with Matt Ryan. Uh, Wiggy, Matt Ryan's a hell of a player. Uh, so Mike, Kyle Shanahan was a better coach with Matt Ryan. He, he woefully butchered the Super Bowl uh, along with Dan Quinn, now your new coach of the Washington Commanders. <laughs> so that was a horrible, horrible uh, coaching job by Shanahan. But to your point, absolutely correct. You show me a successful coach, and you show me they have a successful quarterback. They got a lot of talent. McVeigh's drafting room has been terrific. Puka Nakua was the steal of the draft. Patriots take Chad Ryland when Nakua's on the board. Uh, Like every other team, waited until the sixth round. The Rams got him. I know that you know those are the guys you got to find. Like those are the guys you have got to hit on. And I know you have to hit on that third pick in the first round. Better be a quarterback, but. You also have to hit on – that's what made the Patriots so good. You know that. Everybody knows that's been paying attention to the Patriots. You make your living in those middle rounds. You find those guys. That's why Belichick, as we've seen the reporting in the last couple days, in the last weeks, didn't pay attention to that at all. Didn't listen to his scouts. The scouts felt disenfranchised. Hopefully, under Mayo, Mayo has got to tap into that th- those rooms – where those guys that are in the field every every day, every week, going to college campuses, going to Lenore Rhine to find Kyle Duggar, mm-hmm. going to those type of places where you can earth those prospects.
1: Yeah, it's been frustrating what has happened over the last couple of years, but that goes back to that point of needing talent. You know, Bill Belichick, the, the record has degraded over the last couple of years as the talent on the field left. Or got worse, however you want to phrase it. If you look at some of the legendary head coaches in the NFL history, look at the end of their tenure. It's not really because they got old. I don't believe it's because they got too old to figure it out. You look at the Steelers under Chuck Knoll. Once the mid 80s roll around, they're garbage. They have no talent left. You look at the, the Cowboys towards the end of the 80s, towards the end of Landry's run. The talent's gone. You know, the, those guys, the Tony Dorsets are now playing in Denver. Uh, Danny White is at the end of his road, if not done. Um, the Drew Pearsons of the world, gone. Yep. Now, they had to build it back up, and they did a great job in the draft in, in moving pieces and, obviously, that legendary Herschel Walker trade. But that's kind of the point is that talent needs to be there. And I'm curious how they're going to attack the that front this offseason because they don't have a true guy leading the personnel department as of yet. And free agency is rapidly approaching. That legal tampering period is almost here. And then we're going to go into the draft. And we don't have someone, at least at the, the forefront of the organization, directing the personnel side. And I think that's, that's where you should be far more concerned than who they hired as their offensive coordinator, You know, giving a guy a, a new shot as an offensive coordinator as opposed to like a 20, 30-year retread. It's the talent. That's where they need to figure that out. What are they going to do at quarterback? What do you want them to do at quarterback, Meter? Because I look at it and go, you have three options right now. You have sign or trade for a veteran. Use that number three overall pick or a high draft pick for a quarterback if you want to trade down or whatever it is or trade up. I don't know. Or run it back with Mac.
2: God God and help us.
1: That That's by easily the least attractive option.
2: Oh, my goodness. Stop. Yeah, just it's not you. It's the people that even bring it up. What have you been watching the last couple of years? And I know, oh, it's coaching malpractice and they didn't give him the support he needs. Ah, okay, fine. You can go there. But what you saw this year was a backup quarterback at best, at best. The guy's wounded. He's demoralized. It's a mental aspect of the game that he's lost. And you can blame Belichick for that. You can blame Patricia. Yada, yada, yada. He's not what you're looking for this year. No, 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 no. Please no. I think they trade Okay, back. so take that option off the table. Uh, I, Phil I Perry, love you. I love how guys twist themselves in knots coming up with ideas or coming up with trade. And I used to do it on EI all the time. It's what we do. That's what they pay us for. Come <laughs> yep. up with a trade. Hey, put it in the trade machine. Makes good talk radio. Yes, it does. And you know what, Justin Fields? Yeah, it's a little appealing to me. But you know what appeals me more? Jaden Daniels. Drake May. Go get him.
1: Yeah, you're sitting right there.
2: You know, okay, so let's
1: let's talk about that field scenario. You know, the the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick. Kayla Williams is clearly slotted to be the number one. If it's not Williams, it, it is May. I highly doubt they would go up and take Harrison number one overall. So let's just say hypothetically they take Williams. Now Fields is on the chopping block. You could go acquire him. Same draft as Mac. So what you're paying him is virtually the same thing for this fourth year on their deal. Would you trade a third-round pick for Justin Fields, and then take Marvin Harrison with your third overall pick?
2: Would I? Yes, but I still don't love it. Uh, I'm, I'm, and, and Harrison might not be the best receiver in the draft, by the way. Ooh, all right, Adunze, do tell. Adunze from Washington is stride for stride with Marvin Harrison, and that's just not that's not me. I mean, God, you know I watch a lot of college football. That's experts who I trust mm-hmm. uh, say that Adunze is. Could be a better pro than Harris. So, and there's a lot of good receivers in this draft. Thank, thank Bill Belichick for not even paying attention at uh, the last four years. Uh, <laughs> that's been that's been the case the last four years, for that matter. Uh, so, yes, yes, Ben, I would make that deal. That to me would be appealing. But I, it, here's what's more appealing. I'm guessing they're going to end up with Jaden Daniels at three. Jaden Daniels to me is a could be a. Uh, revolutionary talent from the standpoint that he fits the modern NFL game. What's that mean? That means a guy that can run. That means a guy, the the, the phrase that all the analysts like to use, he's, you know, he's good with his legs. Instead of saying run the football, it's good with his legs now. Um, you know what? He can run. He can pass. He's playing a pro-style offense under Herm Edwards, playing a pro-style offense this year at Arizona State. The guy, if you watch any of his highlights on YouTube, tell me you're not intoxicated by that. And forget about the Jamarcus Russell comparisons. Forget about all the busts that you hear on sports radio in Boston that talk show hosts love to bring up. It's such an inexact science drafting a quarterback. You know what? Take a shot with Jaden Daniels. The guy's a Heisman winner for a reason. His talent is off the charts.
1: You might be talking me into that because I've been in the the Harrison camp for a while. Grab that wide receiver, you know, maybe look in the second round for a quarterback. I'm of the camp that you just keep taking quarterbacks. You know, I think every year you should probably draft a quarterback. I'm not saying you do it in the first round every single year, but it's like, hey, if I take a first rounder this year, maybe next year I'm going to take a fifth rounder. And then the following year, let's see how it shakes out. Maybe I'm going to take a third rounder. But I would probably continue that quarterback cycle. Keep doing it. Because if you remember back what happened to Washington, I guess it was 10, 11 years ago now, they draft RG3 at the top of the draft. Yep. Couple rounds later, they draft Kirk Cousins. It goes great with RG three at first. Injuries happen. Uh, he might have gotten broken by the Shanahan staff, but Kirk Cousins is sitting there. He's ready to go. He leads them into a new era, and then he ends up bailing for Minnesota. But that's kind of the path. Like I think you constantly need a rotation of these guys coming in and looking because it is somewhat of a crapshoot. You know, we always have to remember. Who do we all agree is the greatest quarterback of all time? I think we all still agree. It's Tom. He's he's on his way. He's on his way. You shut your mouth in there. Um, (laughs) It's Tom Brady. Where was he selected? 199. Sixth round. You know, if you want to say, hey, Joe Montana's the greatest. Look at what he did in championship games. He was perfect. Third round. So some, like... It, it isn't an exact science, but I would keep doing it. You keep going after quarterbacks. So you might be t- talking me into Daniels um, with that third overall pick. You know, if it appears that he's not going to be a top three, I would like for them to trade down to like, you know, five or six, get another asset in there because they need to hit on multiple draft picks. You know, over the next couple of years, they need to do it. So I would like to see them grab some more assets if they can. If the plan is to trade down for Daniels, Five, six, or seven, whatever it is, I'm all for that. I think that's a great idea. But you got to, this team needs so much help at the wide receiver position, at the tight end position, the offensive line. And we haven't even really talked about defense yet, which is going to probably lose a piece or two. So there's a lot of things that need to go right for this team when it comes to free agency in the draft. A lot that needs to go right. And I'm curious what people out there think. The, uh, the plan from the New England Patriots is going to be moving forward. 401-777-1037. You can join Ben and Meter talking about the Patriots this morning. You got us all the way up until 11 o'clock. But until then, Devin and is trending.
0: Good morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy